Welcome back to the Key in the Lake podcast, the premier whiskey podcast now with the mention of whiskey in the title. This is your host Jake speaking with you early this morning on a Tuesday as I'm recording in my basement for this intro. Unfortunately, I'm recording this intro in my basement. Uh, this episode is with two great guys from the Kimpton Gray Hotel, Callum O'Donnell and myself, uh, trekked down to the loop about two weeks ago to record this conversation um, with head concierge Bobby Gonzalez, and then also with their sales director, Joel Contour. Uh, it was an awesome conversation. Um, unfortunately, about halfway through, about 30 minutes in, uh, microphone came unplugged, um, which has been happening quite a bit in our episodes because, um, as some of you might have known, if you're a long-time listener to the podcast, we started recording this podcast at Beguile Brewing, gosh, oh, about a year and a half ago, and we didn't have a studio or anything, but we always were available to use their empty upstairs space above the brewery, um, where we set up a table, have everything kind of set to our liking when the guests came, so we were ready to go as soon as the guests got to the brewery, we started recording. Never really had too much of a trouble of mics being unplugged, and a lot of the times, too, it was just Wilson Torres, who's a co-host of this podcast with me, um, and a guest so it wasn't like we were passing microphones around or having guests come in and out of the podcast which actually happens on this one not it's at any fault to joel or bobby whatsoever it's uh just a luck of the draw and we've been we've always loved traveling to the workspaces of our guests to really get the full um kind of atmosphere and experience of what they do on a day-to-day basis If, if that's traveling to a distillery traveling to a brewery traveling to a bar the person might work at or in this case, the Kimpton Gray Hotel down in um, the Loop of Chicago. And if you're ever staying in Chicago, I recommend that very much so. They have some great bars, some great restaurants, great amenities, which you'll hear um, Bobby and Joel talk about for about 25 minutes, unfortunately. Uh, as I re- had to record this in two parts um, from the day that we recorded, I was I edit and record everything inside of GarageBand. And as I was combining the two essentially the conversations together, and then saving them, GarageBand quit on me. Uh, With that, the conversation somehow got lost, um, part of it, and thinking, well, well, good thing I had a backup. I had saved a backup, uh, right? I always have a backup to our conversation, so went back in, re-edited the podcast again, saved it again, and the program once again crashed. So I completely lost the first half of the conversation two times, um, couldn't find it anywhere within the files of my computer, did all of the research possible to find, figure out how I could find the lost files, couldn't do it, even called a buddy who is an audio technician, and he's like, if you can't find it these ways, then you won't find them at all. Um, fortunately, I was able to salvage the last 25 minutes of the conversation, but um, what I feel worst about is that you won't get to hear Bobby's story. Bobby was the main person um, we went down to record with, and then Joel happened to be available and hopped in probably about 15 to 20 minutes into the podcast. It sucks. I hate this. Like I literally yesterday morning as I was doing all of this, about to put it up onto the website and to iTunes and Spotify, I was like, I'm never recording a podcast again. I'm done. We've recorded 99 episodes. This is our 98th episode. 99th episode will be out next Monday uh, or this Friday, depending on when we release it. And I'm just like, eh, this is terrible. I, this has happened now three or four times to me. Twice been able to salvage the conversation. Once I just didn't even release it. And this time I lost such a good part of a conversation to two really good guys. And that's what I feel the most uh, just empty about this whole thing is that um, they took their time out of the day from us. They're still busy even during the pandemic. 
um, trying to do the best to keep their hotel alive and just vibrant and things to do and uh, just just really, really, really taking care of their guests. And I feel so bad that we lost part of this conversation. Um, you will hear a great part of it, though, about their Cocktail to Go, Go program that they're doing over at the Kimpton, which you can get, I think it's like $10 for a 12-ounce bottle cocktail, which they are delicious uh, and look delicious and everything like that. So you can support them that way. Once again, I apologize. I'm not an audio technician. I'm not somebody who went to school to do recording or anything like that. Although I did go to journalism school and had to take one audio class, but that was, oh gosh, at least 15 years ago. Um, and it seems like GarageBand hasn't really changed since then. <laughs> but I won't blame it on GarageBand. I won't blame it on Apple, even though I think it's their fault. It's definitely not Joel and Bobby's fault. Uh, they're two great guys. And if you live in the Chicagoland area, um, if you want a staycation, it's like $100 a night right now at the Kimpton Gray. And I bet you'd have a wonderful time eating at Baleo, hanging out down the loop, and just kind of getting out of your normal life. And once you come back, once everything gets back to normal, and you travel to Chicago, and you stay right in the heart of the loop, I would definitely check out the, the, Kempton, the Kempton Gray. Um, DM Bobby or Joel on their Instagram. They, they're awesome dudes, and they would love to help you out, I'm sure. Other than that, uh, sorry for this. It's only going to be a short podcast this, this week, unfortunately. Um, Thank you to Callum for setting up this interview that we did with Joel and Bobby. And hopefully we can redeem ourselves and have another great conversation with them uh, here in the near future. So I don't have to feel such like a loser and a jerk. But until then, until the next episode, uh, thanks for all the support, guys. You can check us out at Keenalake, Keenalake.com. Most of our podcasts are mostly our podcasts are mostly just available on iTunes and Spotify right now as I'm trying to figure out. Um, how to reformat the podcast into other various applications and then also load them up onto YouTube. Uh, but other than that, just thank you for the support and we'll see you soon. Cheers. It's terrible, but funny. We're back. We're back. From a small technical break. Callum, what were we talking about? Um, these fantastic cockpits. <laughs> these fantastic cockpits. The Alexis yeah. and the Bobby. Um, I think Joel's going to go into detail about some of them, correct? Perhaps. Perhaps. Put him on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about details, Joel. Yeah. Details. We're talking uh, about Australia, too. Whatever way. Listen, you know, it's... Uh, no, I think for us, uh, this cocktail was... It, it's something that, you know, can... You know, kind of came through at the, the, the midway of summer. And probably it, it's just, you know, been, been enable us to really kind of connect with the guests. You know, again, we've, we, we have very fewer guests than what we did you know, right. five, six months ago. Um, and this opportunity to make that even more personable contact is, you know, Kempton has always been, you know, very personalized in a sense of service and, and delivery. Um, but this just really kind of, again, kind of takes it that next step um, in a sense of, you know, again, us as humans mm -hmm. and of just really bridging that connection. So I think, you, and you bring up a good point too with regards to just capacity. Before, you know, when you had a swinging door, you know, as much as you want to give a high level of service, sometimes it's just, you, you know, there's another guest and you have to, you know, help out an, uh, someone else. And right now you do get to kind of, like you said, the word nurture each guest that comes in. And with the concierge cocktail, we find people asking more questions and no longer just checking in and then just going to their room. Um, they, they embrace the concept. They, they want to hear more about it. Um, there's actually even a contest involved too. So oh. um, underneath one of the bottle caps. You can drink the most. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath one of the bottle caps, of course, unfortunately not these two here, uh, but actually yes, oh. uh, there's an example. Um, there's there's a, key. a key 
underneath one of the bottle caps, so like a concierge key that I wear on my lapels. Huh. And if you have that key, when you open up your cocktail, you win a free night's stay towards wow. the bar. Wow. So That's This is the key in the lake. Oh, this is the key we've been looking for all this time. So again, Wonderful. that like prestige at check-in, you know, get people excited. Right. And then they walk yeah. towards their, the elevator like, ooh, what am I holding? What can I get? So, That's so cool. Yeah, so it's been fun. And it's put a new life and energy into the hotel because, you know, everyone's celebrating it and everyone wants to know who's going to be featured next yeah. and who's highlighted next on the label. And all the guests want a free stay. Right. <laughs> yeah. So <Yeah>. it's... <laughs> Exactly, but yeah, guys. We've, I mean, we've got a we've got a wedding for twenty uh, checking in here on Saturday. Okay. Um, oh so wow. The bride and groom, their their family, and then up in the rooftop bar, they're celebrating the the ceremony and and the yeah. actual reception. Twenty people, um, and we'll be able to welcome them with a uh, great. A oh, nice that's great, Bobby that's and great. Alexis. Is uh, it a lot of local uh, weddings, or is it people coming in too? Of course. Right now, we've got the state restrictions, so yeah. we've got brides and grooms and grooms and grooms and brides brides calling us saying, "Can Artie come from?" Georgia, and unfortunately, Arctic as long camp. as Artie has been quarantined for 14 days, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. can come after that 14th day for sure. Get her in here as you know, as soon as you can. Um, but so, do you ask people when you see their IDs? If it's obviously it's an honor system, yeah. And, and and we obviously just ensure that we're putting that right message out there. We're following the CDC. We're following the state right. government. That's all we can do. Guys. So it's strange too, because like technically you can be here for 24 hours as long as you leave and. You don't have to quarantine from certain surrounding states, which puts a whole new puzzle into it as well. Um, but I mean, I, I praise you guys for doing that, taking you know the best, the right circumstances, making sure everybody's safe. Because we were doing a whiskey fest, not a fest, but a little tasting on Monday night at a bar, and we had 20 guests. We had everybody separated between booths. But the main thing was like, if we do this, we have to be safe about it. That was the number one thing. And obviously with hospitality, which we're all in, it's kind of what our responsibility has really, really shifted to over these last five months. It's not necessarily about catering towards the drinks and the food. It's about how do I make you safe and feel pleasant inside of my, um, you know, the house I built for you, essentially, um, which is hard for all of us to determine. I know we talk about it every single time on this podcast now. It's just a theme of conversation, probably more in daily life, too. Yeah, well, I mean, again, hospitality is if you were to put to define it and my best way of definition is just how you make people feel great. Yeah. And I, I think right now people are tense and people are, want to know like what you're doing in order to make them feel well. So hearing that Joel is following the guidelines recommended by the CDC, uh, hearing that we have certain, um, guidelines in place when guests go to the elevator or at check-in, et cetera. Uh, it makes people feel that reassurance of like, okay, I can now feel that everything along the line throughout my stay has been thought about in advance. So um, that that is a really big part of of well, it's so important. Even like what you have the little stanchion when you first walk in up yeah. to the concierge desk, having that because I know I've gone into accounts, um, you know, liquor stores or what it might not be, and person at the front desk isn't even wearing a mask, and there's no you know, plastic partition or anything up, and you're like, well, what else have you not thought about? What exactly. other safety measures have you not taken? That's so forward in everybody's mind right there. It's first contact of eyesight. What What are you doing? Like, how are you making this safe? How are you making this enjoyable for me? Because I want to be here and support you, but I mean, if you're not even wearing a mask <laughs> and you're dealing with customers every day face-to-face, I, I don't really want to be there. I don't know if I want to even do business. You know, I, I walked into one place and I noticed it and kind of just did a little loop right around the store back out the door. I'm like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable being here. And then I had someone actually shame me for wearing a mask in their store. <laughs> You're like, uh, and I looked around. I'm like, oh yeah, 
there's only, there's like four customers in here. None of them are wearing masks and there's two other reps and we're the only people wearing masks. And he was out in the suburbs pretty far. So I'm sure the other reps were probably city people as well. And like myself and I think Chicago was taking it very, very seriously um, when it comes to being safe and going with the measures to make sure that not only you're safe, but everybody else around you is safe. And unfortunately, you know, other parts of the state, it isn't following suit. As much as we love to go above and beyond and get creative, um, you know, it's always going to be the little things that are most important. So right. having these little guidelines in place, as you mentioned, that are within eyesight um, are going to be the key things you need to hit. Th- there's definitely something going on now as well where, and you, I, I've read about this a lot online and, and I've spoken to friends who've got the same thing, but even watching back at, at photos or uh, videos of events or, you know, now when I look at these videos or even sometimes on a film, I'll look at it and I'll think, oh, they're not socially distanced or no one's in a mask, you know, and it's because you're constantly making that check. Right. You've got that checklist all the time in your head, you know, and if you're not doing the, if you're not doing the simple stuff, then God knows that you're not doing the complicated stuff, you know, so... I mean, over like here, it's super professional. You know, we walked in and there's even marks on the floor. There's hand sanitizer everywhere you look. There's plastic partitions. Everyone's in a mask. So obviously, like Jake says, you know, the the center of Chicago is taking it a lot more seriously than perhaps other parts of the state. But Mm -hmm. I haven't really been out much to the suburbs since the whole thing began. (laughs) I've just been kind of hiding out. Good for you. (laughs) How is um, the whole property before COVID kind of explain what it would look like to people versus now what you've shifted into um kind of taking like on those responsibilities like what was a typical night for the bars and restaurants looking like well you know we we still want to make people feel like there's a sense we still want people to feel like there's still a sense of normalcy when they come in here Uh, of course things have been pivoted tables are you know moved six feet apart from each other but you can still have a very very awesome time here yeah uh the check-in experience is still with a human uh you know (laughs) it's not mechanically done uh you know your keys aren't left out at a desk for you to just grab and just walk away uh it's all physical distance um our rooftop lounge is open um boleo it's um Peruvian Argentinian concept and it has an open air ceiling. It's fantastic. Um, so we, have we you been s- up there? Uh, not in a while. Oh, okay. I was so going to yeah. say maybe pop up there after just to say hello. Yeah, please, please. Um, so no, I mean, right now it's for staycationing. I mean, I, we <laughs> hope people are choosing us because you can do a lot here r- right when you walk in from checking in with a bottled cocktail to mm-hmm throwing your bags down in a nice suite with a deep soaking tub to eventually going on up to the rooftop bar and having a frozen Aperol spritz and some uh, empanadas. Sounds Um, good to me. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. And how is like, I I travel a lot for my my work too, and I'm constantly using like Hotel Tonight and all of the applications to really make your life just a little bit easier, round it out. Um, How has that changed the entire industry over the last few years? And is it is, are they adapting with COVID too and uh, changing in, in some kind of manner? Cause I've really, I, mean, I haven't used those apps now for four or five months, five months. I mean, so it's, I'm not really sure what the experience is with it. Yeah. I mean, obviously for, for, for us in, in a sense of, uh, channels, yeah. um, the OTA channel is, is a, is a huge, huge, uh, occupancy driver for us right now. Um, do we love that? Uh, of course, we we'd, we'd love to have people book direct with us. Right. Again, we, we're more about the human aspect. We we want to drive that conversation. We want to be able to talk to our guests, and be able to capture the booking that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, these third party uh, partners are, are super important for us to 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 drive the revenue um, in in the right direction for our ownerships and such. So, um, 
we, we wouldn't be where we are today without them. So, uh, but they're, are they evolving over this COVID times? I think they're, what they're doing is definitely driving the message from each individual property okay. as to what everyone's doing differently and safely and securely. So Do you have to talk directly with them and tell them what your rules and procedures have shifted into? Or is yeah, it they kind of just pull from our, our okay. websites themselves. So as long as we've got all the information there for them, um, they, they kind of do pull from that. So Interesting. Yeah. Huh. We have a new initiative too with the QR code on the leaderboard. Yeah, absolutely. So we again, we want to drive that direct message uh, and we want to help our guests save the, bit must, the most money that they can yep. and, and appropriately while they're staying with us. So instead of booking through third party channels, we do you know, encourage to book through us at the front desk or we have you know, simple QR codes on the reader boards that you'll find throughout the hotel or on the TVs you know, throughout the, the yeah. happening channels um, to encourage guests to, you know, one, if they want to enjoy or <laughs> lengthen their stay book through us and interesting you know, huh. the, the best deal and you, you find that a lot people are extending and mm-hmm. I, I think it's because of that when they get here they do have that sense of reassurance of like ooh, all right this is awesome yeah. like, right this is different than what i thought it was going to be and uh which is even better because you know expectations are everything and mm-hmm. now being in a position to truly exceed people's expectations enough to where they want to extend yeah. is super awesome so uh, this initiative by joel it not only just puts it in your mind when you see it throughout the hotel and the reader boards, but that we have taken that extra step to anticipate that question you're asking of like, hey, should we stay another day? Oh, and then the reader board says, yeah, if you do want to stay, just let us know because we've already thought this through. So it's uh, it's really smart. Being right here in the loop, were you guys more kind of relying on business travel for most of your Patrons or absolutely. Guests? This property is a was a, a, a corporate house. You know, typically Monday to Friday, we're right in the heart of the, the financial district. Right. So unfortunately, you know, it's uh, and for our location, we are a little a little further away from you know the Mag Mile and and such. But we do we have a lovely following here, and I think people can have a really nice, peaceful, restful stay mm. uh, over the weekends. And you know, with the majority of the workforce working from home now we may have guests stay with us over the weekend and say, hey, I, I can do exactly what I'm doing at home, right. but here in the comfort of a, a hotel room at the comfy desk that we have and, you know, the, the complimentary Wi-Fi. So I think that's why people are extending their stays. They're like, you know, they're tired of their four walls at home. Um, why not do <laughs> what they need to do? Monday know that Friday, all too well. You know, in, in a hotel room. Yeah. So are you kind of now pushing towards people for like staycations or people in the area? Um, you change, yeah. 100%, absolutely. And that's why we have all these initiatives in place to kind of enhance their experience um, from the concierge cocktails to the menu upstairs in Vallejo to the suites that we have. Um, all of that is intended to show people what they can do outside of just their four walls. Amazing. And our current, our current great initiative and, and obviously booking offer is buy, buy two nights and get your third night free. Oh, so it's a super deal. And again, great for an ideal weekend coming up, such as Labor Day. But uh, um, we are seeing guests, again, st- creating that length of stay even more. So it's kind of... We should get a room together. Well, we've got the key. We don't need to pay. Good point. <laughs> Very good point. My you wife's, my wife's out of town this weekend. You'll get four I'm nights. I'm glad I got that authentic surprise. Yeah, there there I was like, you're like, oh, it's not underneath here. Exactly. It sure is. Well, I saw it earlier because the, oh, the top popped off and I was like, oh, there's a, there's a gold key. I'm sure there's something there. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's something in the game. I'm into it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> are there other ideas that you guys are working on too as the colder months approach? And obviously yeah. this city will change quite a bit when it comes to that, especially with foot traffic, um, not having the outdoor spaces, obviously. And 
um, I mean, not, not a bar, but you're a property that relies on people coming in, just like bars and restaurants rely on people coming in. And how are they going to shift? And I assume it's a shift for you guys, too. Oh, 100%. That's kind of the hot topic throughout right. the whole city of Chicago right now. Um, for us specifically, uh, the next two individuals that we're featuring on the bottled cocktail, or at least the concierge cocktail, is going to be a seasonally appropriate cocktail. So something that we hope people will stop in to try uh, mm-hmm. a, a fun like fall winter cocktail. Um, and again, anticipating that need for a guest that comes in and is looking for a cocktail that's appropriate to the certain times. So again, this is going to rotate to a season that's uh, appropriate. Um, and then, you know, what, what's next after that is, is still TBD. We're, we're right. definitely jogging ideas down and trying to get as creative as we can to get ready for the winter months. But um, for the time being, this is what yeah we were having a conversation with a few other reps um about will bars have to shift essentially into event spaces um during the winter time just to survive and you had a controversial take on that you were very angry about bars <laughs> uh becoming event spaces you, I you were romancing have, it too much about i may have not been in my most coherent about the beauty of the bar um, state of mind but i you know i think yeah well i just think in like this room for example that there's like something you could use for like a small little yeah. gathering where I don't think maybe you wouldn't use it typically for that but um 100%. let's just say like a, like a whiskey tasting with like 12 to 13 people in here which could be reasonably spaced out you could have guests in here or reps in here talking about the brands people enjoying it sitting on some fine leather couches maybe playing a game of pool i think the other thing as well was um like i'd said just before uh, we got on the podcast obviously the other night i was pretty battered and um <laughs> and i was and and bars are one of my favorite spaces on the planet like i love bars there's something romantic about them you know but I think at the end of the day, you know, um, to to contradict drunk Callum, uh, I'd say that at the end of the day, now, especially right now, it's every man for themselves, and you've got to figure out ways. And it's like we talked about at the beginning: flexibility slash versatility. I think those are the key things to getting through the the, the pandemic. Uh, and I'm not going to say unscathed because everybody's going to everybody's right. already been scathed, but. Um, you know, as healthily as you can and with the books in, in, a, in a good state as they can be. So if that means that you have to turn things into, turn rooms into event spaces or uh, downsize to micro weddings or do small cocktails out of the bodega at your front office or whatever that might be, socially mm-hmm. distanced whiskey tastings, you got to do it. Right. And or to have a podcast. Right, like, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, we've, I've done two of events in person this week, which were the first two in-person activities I've done in five months. And just to see the joy on people's faces of hanging out and being social. Um, like one was very, very, very distant where people were just in couples pretty much. But there was one group of four, and it's the first time they'd seen each other in five five months. And they, they, they part of that and presenting whiskey and them enjoying it and you know having a cocktail having a few tastes of whiskey and but everyone remained in their corner everyone remained in their space and kept it safe for everybody which is just great to see it's just about i want to get back out there and be a human being again essentially um and we've had people we did an event on monday as i mentioned and people are still texting us this morning saying wow that was so great it was just great to be back out and feeling like your old self people just now are recovering and that might uh, be it too. <laughs> we did do 15 samples of whiskey for $20. Yeah, so. we, we, we did. We did really small samples. Small samples. But it was brilliant, you know. And, and I think Jake really touches on something there that, um, you know, any way that we can, any way that we can do things safely. I think that if mm. you have that human component, I mean, you guys are like you said at the beginning, Joe. You're a hotel that really focuses focuses on the humanity side of it, and there's no replacing that. And I think there's definitely been even 
even friends of mine that are you know big time introverts they've mentioned to me that you know you don't there's not a zoom call or whatever it might be a facetime is never going to replace the real thing no. and even people that before believed you know what i could live in my house for the rest of my life and just do things virtually even these people are saying you know what i didn't realize how much i missed that human contact and how right. much of a basic need and right it is you know so I think that the quicker that we can get back to doing things safely and get into in-person stuff, and if that means that we have to go to these event spaces, then great. Um, you should have a micro-wedding. Well, I should have a micro-wedding. Just <laughs> marry, marry my bottle of whiskey or one of these great cocktails. There you go. Um, but I think, you know, look into the future. The As we all start, start to get settled in, I have this, have this feeling, this inkling that Maybe by the by the beginning of the next year when we're pros at this and we've really worked it all Dude, out. We're, we're all social engineer pros now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all of a sudden it's going to flip on its head and there's going to be some great news that we've start to treat it better or there's going to be a vaccine and the next thing you know we're going to have all these different ideas that we have to kind of hmm. be versatile again and, and come back away you know and be like oh well people are allowed to sit together now so <laughs> we got to figure it out all over again you know you'll have but, that like uh impact of like watching a movie where you couldn't be to get or they were t- uh, spaced out but now we'll be back to the future or in the future where um you're like wait you can't be should i be is this should, okay should we be bearing masks people are like take the mask off man we're yeah. all got vaccines i'm like <laughs> oh no I was, I was funny i was talking to like a rep yesterday and he's like i'll never not wear a mask walking down michigan avenue ever again i'm like what do you mean i mean like even if we don't have to as a safety precaution he's like well it's just so dirty right now i'm like I never know. I really never realized how dirty the streets were until I had a mask on. And you're like, I'm not coughing when I'm walking down the street, even though our city's very well um, kept and very clean. But at the same time, just a lot of people and a lot of traffic. Yeah, yeah no, it's better to be safe than sorry. But yeah, to, to kind of elaborate that on that, man, like when this is all, you know, beyond us and when this all passes as, as it will and like most things, it's it's cool to see how people have honed in their creative sides and how you know we all have become the guy or young lady that is the hustler uh, that sells the t-shirts that Mm. sells the little bottle of perfumes that really puts in the effort on each cell we've all become that person and um i think you need to realize that that's the person you need to be always you need to have that same hunger um as that person that is the true hustler and that's what we are now selling one bottled cocktail at a time selling one room at a time mm. um selling one entree at a time we're, we're all that person now so it is a sense of solidarity but i hope that kind of remains in our hearts and our passions when this is all over to say like hey man if you don't have the passion to do it that way then right. you shouldn't be in this yeah it's like you're not going to find your passion right now five months of you know sitting at home or sitting around then i'm not sure what to do for you because no. it's oh for me it's been like a creativity like burst um some, sometimes it gets a little depressing when you think about everything all the news going around and then also seeing your friends um you know in the bar and restaurant industry and everything that comes around with like the whole whiskey process or spirits industry, like losing their jobs or people on the verge of losing their jobs. You're like, ah, oh, man, it just kind of compounds and compounds yeah. and sits in you. And I was telling, like I was telling Calum today, I'm like, it's pretty depressed for the last two weeks because just hiding it from people other than talking to my wife at home about it. But <laughs> you're like, and that's not fair to her, you know, to put it all on one another individual, yeah. all the weight of your personality and your feelings. But it's like, that's what, I guess that's what marriage is for too, but <laughs> part of it, but it was, it's, um, it's it's scary but it, it shows that you have a little bit of empathy a little bit of sympathy for everybody around there and 
I think sitting in that sitting in that darkness isn't happy or safe or what good for your well-being at the same time you still have to find as you said that like hustle inside of you focus on it and just keep going out and doing it and as industries here colliding I think everybody's trying to do that attempting to do it at least obviously you guys are doing a well job at it inspired by others as well so, right I mean, we're, we don't feel like we're the, the the ones just starting these ideas i mean we, we get inspired by other people out there that are doing really cool things and it's super awesome to see and i'm excited to see what you know what this winter holds and what we eventually come up with you guys are in good times oh, yeah it seems you guys like have it. Got it covered. Yeah. it seems like you guys have got it covered so i'm sure you guys will be fine are people canceling events for the winter time or the, okay yeah. Yeah. again though i think everyone's just a little uncertain as to when the world will stop ending um, <laughs> apparently hopefully that'll be 2021 but there are still you know people out there that are, are looking with that hope that right hey, you know after um, even us on a, a corporate side there are whispers out there that we will start seeing a little bit more traffic in this beautiful financial district good after next monday um, and we'll, you know time will tell i mean i i don't want to i don't want to fuel in too many fires but the reports that i've been reading recently have been very positive with regards to the steps and the advances that the medical fields are making, the, like the research is making, mm. um, and people seem to even even the the main man himself, Fauci, you know, or Fauci, um, he has been very positive in the last couple of interviews he's given that say, you know, look, we there is light at the end of the tunnel, but that doesn't mean that we can lift our head and start to run. We just got to keep doing what we're doing, make sure that we're staying safe and. I suppose for us, that's all we can do. If the hardest thing you have to do is wear a mask, that's not that hey, hard. Hey, I'm all up for yeah, it. I'm all yeah, up for yeah. it. Let's do it. It's like Micro a, weddings and bottled cocktails. Yeah. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> I know, uh, I, knowing about weddings a little bit, um, I know some people are very flippant about not wearing masks because they don't want masks in the pictures and all that kind of stuff. Is that a whole other realm you guys have to talk to about when you have guests oh, or any kind of party? And it's, and it's on a case-by-case basis. Yeah. Uh, in the sense that um, depending how many's in the party, yeah. How does the photographer look? Um, are they all one family? And how far distance there's their, their space? So I'm just going to get my face way. printed on these masks right. and then I mean, just never take it off of it again. Well, it's like you just have to trust your inner group too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. that's like, I know people, I'm not afraid to be around them without a mask on because I know what they're doing on a daily yeah. basis. I know they're being safe. I know what they have to go out for work. They're, they have Purell like, in their pocket. I know they have a mask on the entire time. Um, they're not going to make any stupid rash decisions. Um, that will harm somebody else because I think that's like our friends I would say they're, they're more concerned about hurting someone else than they are hurting themselves when yeah. it comes to all this especially with people parents and you know they're older in age or grandparents too if you're still seeing them like for me like, I haven't those seen who my, are slightly at risk yeah, yeah I haven't seen my parents in six months well more than that but last six months intentionally because my dad has a hundred underlying heart, uh, health condition so I'm not going to go there and try to mess that up and bring something back from Chicago because you just you know, never know so it's rough. It's about being responsible. Right, you know, right. I couldn't say it better. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your day. We've already been hit about an hour, or so um, it's been a great conversation, though. Very enlightening when it comes to the whole thing. Thank you for being here. Yeah. And one last plug for the concierge cocktail. Please, uh, they're please. Ten dollars each. Um, you can purchase them right from the concierge desk on the second floor of the Kimpton Gray Hotel at 122 West Monroe. Again, we have two flavors right now, or two yeah. style of cocktails. Uh, there's a blueberry vodka soda with absolute vodka, and then a bourbon sweet tea seltzer by Smooth Ambler. And just, you can come up right to the front uh, concierge desk on the second floor, 
uh, anytime you like and purchase a cocktail there. Very great. Yeah, $10 for a 12-ounce cocktail? Yeah. Can't Sign complain. Me up. Yeah, yeah, right. I was like, Sign I'm like wait, how big up. are these? I'm like, I could use some of these. <laughs> Well, that's, that's awesome. I appreciate well, it so much. Um, it's been a great conversation and a uh, beautiful place. So, Callum O'Donnell, thanks for hanging out with me too. Thanks, guys. All right, cheers. Thanks.